stay in the attitude of praise that you're in right now and in the anointing that's in this building. There's definitely a move of God in this building. Amen. Started from the beginning, started with prayer, started with intercession prayer this morning, started with the van bringing the presence of God in, building that atmosphere that is supernatural right now. If you need anything, all you got to do is reach up and grab it. It's here. Amen. You know, when it talks about the move, he will move, but you have to move. So what you do when you move is you reach up and grab it. Are you praying the spirit? Are you dance? Whatever he's telling you to do, that's your move. Then it causes him by faith. He moves. He's here to move right now. He's here to move. What do you need? The ones watching by live stream, what do you need? A, just a spirit of anointing here that can do anything for any country, no matter where you're watching from. No matter how dark it is where you're at. That doesn't change the way maker. That really makes him brighter when he walks into the room. Therefore, let's praise him one more time. When he's working, he's working. You never stop working. Never stops working. Never stop. He never stop working. He never stop. Stop. Never stops working. You never stop. You never stop 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 working. You never stop. Never stop working. Never stop working. Thank you. You know, you can be seated, but I want you to stay in that atmosphere. You built an atmosphere. I mean, tell you, they're going to feel it all over the world. All they got to do is run with it. Amen. If you can't preach during a service like this, you need to quit. No, no, you don't need to quit. You just need to study more. Amen. You know, yesterday when I was praying about what to... Brother Jerry's always said, and the first song really set this up for the quotation I make. He's always said when we go into a service, no matter where we're going, no matter what country we're in or what city we're in, he'll say, Joe, we don't want to just a move. We don't just want a service. We want a mighty move of God. That's what you've got today. Amen. Just receive it. And it doesn't matter what church you're in. They can have that mighty... When you build that atmosphere, it opens up for the miraculous to happen, whether it's the healing, whether it's just peace of mind in you, whatever it was. Well, yesterday when I was praying, I had so much running around in me. And, you know, sometimes when we go all over and we teach so much, it's all in here and it's all wanting to come out. But you have to fine tune what's for today, what's for this congregation, this live stream audience. And so uh, I just started putting the word into my, into my system, into my spirit. And I started praying. And I really yesterday didn't know where we were going. I kind of knew kind of where we were going, but how we were going to get there, I didn't really know yet. And so when I went to bed last night, I was real restless. But not in a restless like turmoil, uh, being antagonized, nothing like that. It was like, I just, there's something still here. So I went to sleep and woke up the first time scripture's there. So my iPad's laying right there by me. I got it up, put that scripture in my iPad. Went to sleep, another hour. 
Woke up, two or three more scriptures, put them in there, you know. That's what you need to do anytime you're going. With the new phone systems and stuff we have, you can put into your memo pad at any time what God's saying to you. Amen? Because sometimes you don't have the answer. There's a lot of times you don't know what to do. We got all this going on in the world today. The, you know, the virus going around. You got the riots going around. You got the politics going around. You got all this. Sometimes you don't know really what to do. But when God started putting this together last night, and every time I'd wake up, he'd give me a little bit more. And then this morning, I got up 3 o'clock in the morning, and I sat down and said, okay, time to put it together. And then all you've got to do is just get quiet before the Lord and start listening. He'll say, yeah, I'll take that scripture and put it here. Take this one and put it here. Oh, yeah, do away with that one. That's for another time. You know, he wants to do that with you every day. In all your affairs, spirit, soul, and body, he wants to do that. And so I want to try to teach today. Now, you know, it's hard to teach because sometimes you get to preach on you. But I'm going to try to teach today, but I just want you to listen. But Brother Jerry says, a lot of times, he says, I don't just want a service, I want a mighty move of God. Several years ago, when Joyce and myself came back to the Lord, we started making some choices different than what we were making up to coming to the, back to the Lord. We'd both been saved before, got away from God, but now we've come back to God. And so uh, we had, we went to a little church in Henrietta, Oklahoma, across the tracks. Everybody say across the tracks. Across the tracks is where they tell you not to go. Amen. You're not supposed to go across the tracks. I'm a banker. I'm third in line for the top position in the bank. I wasn't supposed to be going across the track. But God said, that's where your church is, across the track. So you've got something you have to do. And this is what I'm going to be ministering to you today is on choices. You have a choice to make every day. You had a choice to make today whether you got up and came to church, watched my live stream, or just did something else. You had a choice. You will every day, every almost moment of the day, something will come up that you will have to make a choice. But what we centered in on with the pastor we had Word of faith, pastor, he taught us the word. So we know now, okay, our choices aren't like what they used to be. If I felt good, I did it. It's I got to make my choices agree with what God's word and the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Amen. So if God says to me, you and Joyce are going across the tracks to church, that's where we went. Will you catch flack? Will there be adversity? Yeah. I heard people say, why are you going over there? Well, if they'd ever come to one service over there, they probably would have came also. Why? Because God was moving across the tracks. See, there is no limit for God. There is no country limits. There is no really people limits, no matter what color you are. There are no limits to God's power moving within you. All you have to do is make the right choice. So there were several things that me and Joyce had to change. There were several things we had to look at that we weren't doing everything wrong, but there was a lot of things that didn't line up with the word. So the first thing I had to do was learn the word. I had to get in the word. So what I did is, and I had a pastor that when we came in, 
He taught us scripture upon scripture. He was Bob Yandian's Sunday school teacher. He was an awesome teacher, an awesome pastor. But, you know, there was parts that he didn't want anything to do with it. Like, when it come to demons, he wasn't going to teach on any of that. Because he said, if you teach on this, you gotta, there'll be demonstration. And I don't want nothing to do with demons. <laughs> Amen. He said, and I'm not going to teach a whole lot on healing. I'll give you some scriptures. Because he said, if I teach on healing, I'm going to get sick. How many know not everybody has all of it together? It's okay. God's working with all of us. So he said, so Joe, if there's going to be a teaching on demons, you're going to be doing it. Well, I used to be a police officer too. So I knew a little bit about like getting somebody down and casting the devil out of them. So if I didn't know that's what we were doing, amen, (laughs) till I got saved, then I knew good and evil. How many know today it's all about good and evil people? It isn't about the virus. It isn't about all this other. It's the difference in God and our adversary, the devil. That's where it hits, right there. So you've got to find out your choices you're making. Is it on God's side? Is it on the devil's side? And you know, a lot of people are, are running blind, don't know they're doing what the devil wants, but they are. All they got to do is start saying, Lord, help me make my decisions. So I want to talk to you about choices. I'm going to give you some things that that I keyed in on from an early Christian on what kind of choices to look at, what to do, kind of, kind of what I wanted to change in my life. I came from a spirit-filled church, okay? At 16, I was a youth leader in an Assembly of God church. We prayed in the Spirit. I knew all about that. My grandmother was a Pentecostal holiness. If her hair dropped, it came down about here. But it was always up here. Amen. Till they got to dancing and they danced it down. (laughs) So I seen moves of the Holy Spirit. I knew that speaking in tongues was God. Okay. Because my grandmother told me when you don't know what to do, pray in the Holy Spirit. That's God language and he'll answer you. Good advice. But you know what? To get that advice, I got to make a choice to do it. Amen. So. I came out of those backgrounds, you know, and you know, somebody said one time, said that the, the church across the tracks, I mean, you know, the Pentecostal holiness was across the track too. And once uh, somebody said, well, Joe, do you really believe that works? I said, well, my grandmother weighed about 200 and some pounds and I've seen her get up on the back of a chair and dance and that chair should have fell over, but didn't. So I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And, and they, they said, well, what else? You know, when you talk to somebody that don't know a move of God, they want to know about a move of God. And this guy says, well, what else happened? I said, well, I, I said, you know, I into one meeting and I said, you know, the guy come up and they handed him a guitar. He turned loose. And I said, he played the most awesome songs I've ever heard. And then he's got a real puzzled look. And they said, well, could you do a little more? And he said, I don't know how to play it. I've never played it before. Come on. Somebody throws a baby in the air and somebody catches the baby. Now they'd call that abuse now. I mean, come on. And you know, hey, hold it. Listen, our choices today based on the word we know, you better think about it because the adversary doesn't like it. Why does he like it? Because we have a move of God going on right now. Right now. Do you realize how many people we're actually ministering to all over the world? We don't even really know the numbers. 
They're watching my live stream right now from African countries, Asia countries, uh, London, all over Europe, here in the United States. We're ministering probably to more people than we ever have. And you know what? They're hearing because they need it. See, for too long, we had the, we had the blessings. We were operating the blessings. But you know, not long ago, I went into a store, and this is when all this first hit. And I had my mask on, and I had my sunglasses on. And when I walked up to the store, I said, how do you know that I'm not a robber? And the girl said, well, the only thing is you'd have to be packing. I said, I am. You know, they said, well, we know you look okay. I thought, man, this is an opportunity even for the bandits. Okay. Who's going to know who they are? So anyway, I went in. Now I went in with the seniors. Okay. How many know at 630 in the morning before you could go in with the seniors and they wouldn't let none of the young ones in only seniors. And so I went in and all these seniors are rolling around. They said, they, they can't believe there's, there's no meat. You know, there's not very many vegetables. There's not this. There's not, there's no TP toilet paper. They can't believe this. And they're saying, man, we've never seen this before. I said, I have. They said, really? I said, yeah, I have. Not in our country though. Other countries. I went in where the stores, nothing in there. I went in where they robbed the people. I've seen all that. Okay. But not in our country. And I said, but we have a God. That if he has to grow it on a cotton tree, okay, toilet paper, he's going to bring it to us, okay? I always said, from the first time I started preaching, God said, uh, I said, Lord, why do some of them eastern countries have all the oil or a lot of the oil and getting rich and they don't use it for you? And the Lord said, well, my Christians need to start using their faith. And I thought, what do you mean, Lord? He said, well, you got to make a choice. It could come up right here in the middle of this floor. I can bring it from any nation I need to, to another nation. Because I have control over all of it. It made me think that we don't have to have any kind of a lack. Because he owns it all. When God dealt with me and Joyce to come to work in the ministry, I went to the bank and I told him, I said, I'm going to resign. And I retired actually from that bank. And I said, uh, I'll be moving to Fort Worth, Texas. And, uh, and they said, why? And I said, well, I'm going to go work for a ministry. They said, you're kidding. I said, now, i got to tell you why. You know, the, the three P's are who you don't loan to. Painters, prostitutes, and preachers. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. That was a rule that they taught us in banking. Now, this comes from a long ways back, okay? I'm hoping they got rid of all that. No, I'm hoping the preachers showed them a witness that they'll say, we want the preachers to come in. Amen. So they said, Joe, you've thought about it. You're number three in the bank. I said, yeah, but me and Joyce has prayed. We've heard God. We've made a choice to do what God's telling us to. It was so foreign because you're walking on the water that you've never walked on before. You're stepping out in something you've never done before. My security and knowing how to bank was there. I didn't even have to learn it. It just was 20 years of it. You knew what to do. I'm getting ready to step out into something that I don't know what to do. But I knew my God. And so, so when the, the, the number three man said, uh, Joe, 
you know, do you know what you're going to make? I said, you know, we didn't even talk about that. Now, in banking, if you're going to leave one bank and go to another, you know all the benefits. They're going to have to give you more money. They're going to have to do this benefit, that benefit, just to get you. They said, you don't even know what you're going to make? I said, no. I said, uh, no, we didn't even discuss that. When you know what God's telling you, you make a choice to follow God. It doesn't matter about the little details you're thinking about. Me and Brother Jerry never talked about a salary or any benefits. When we moved, we moved because God said to, and he says, if you'll obey me, all the blessings, spirit, soul, and body will come upon you. And so he said, well, Joe, you know, you're pretty high up in the bank. And I said, yeah, but the one I'm going to work for, he owns it all. He owns all the silver, all the gold, all the cattle on the fields. They know nothing about what I'm talking about. Why? Because most of the world does not know the word of God. So the first thing you've got to do to make a good choice is to know God's word. What's he telling you? I want to go over just a few things. And I'm, I'm going to have to do it pretty quick because this is a lesson that takes really more than this. I want you to make some choices today. Your choices that you make today will determine your tomorrow. Good or evil. Good or bad. But you can dig up the bad ones. You don't have to dig up the good ones. Amen. Somebody said one time, they said, you know, it talks about a tree. It talks about get up the root before it establishes itself. Because to get a big tree down, a whole lot harder to, to get that out of the ground than it is just a small one. It's the same thing on choices you make. The choice you make will be your destiny for tomorrow. If you make that good choice, you have good. You make the bad one, you might have to dig it up and replant. Amen. Everything is pretty well a seed principle on anything you do. When me and Joyce decided we were coming to Texas, we started making choices like, number one, we'll be out of debt. That was one of the choices we make. So that's in the spirit, soul, and body realm. And we've seen where it said, if you obey me, I'll bless you, spirit, soul, and body, and it'll overtake you. So I started believing we will be debt-free before we come to Texas and we won't owe anything. And we'll have a surplus. I didn't really know what is a surplus. In other words, I don't know if I'd ever had a real surplus before. I've always, in banking, you could borrow lots of money if you work for the bank. And then you got a big bonus every year. You could pay it all off. So really, you were doing it more in your qualities and not believe in God by faith for it. You understand what I'm saying? Your choices have to be in faith and not in fear. So we started believing. But I, I looked at all our debt. How many know you take the facts and you look at them and then you say, Lord, what do I do? Okay. So I made that choice. I started looking at all the debts and I thought, I don't know how I can get out of debt in the number of months we have before we go to Texas. And the Lord said, I can provide it. And that's all he said. He didn't tell me how. He didn't tell me how. He just said, I will make it happen. You just have to listen to what I say. Right. Amen. And so that's where we started. So the first thing we did is we started making choices that concerned our family. And what we wanted to see done in the ministry or our own personal lives. I didn't know how to walk in love. You know, as, as a police officer for quite a few years, I had a night shift. All you seen at night was the evil. You didn't see a lot of the good. Okay, so you really got callous to it. You, you, just, you just 
Every night you've seen all this. I'm talking about stuff you wouldn't even imagine. I'm sure it's worse now. I mean, some of the stuff I just even see on the news, it's probably worse. Uh, I didn't, we didn't have to put up with some of that stuff. But we still had to put up with getting an attitude of people. People. Because all we were dealing with was people. Most of them out there that were getting in trouble were, being, were ruled by the devil. We knew nothing about casting out a devil. Not then, okay? We didn't pray before we went into a situation. But we made the choice when we got saved that I said, with my crew, we're going to pray before we go into a situation. And so, you know, we had, there was no cameras on our shoulders. There was not even a mic. The only radio you had was in your car. So if you got out of your car going into a house, you had nothing to communicate with. It was in the car. So in the car, we'd be driving along and somebody, they'd call our unit number. Somebody would say, you know, unit 21, are you there? And so my partner would answer them. But they could hear me praying in that funny language. Now, these are all police officers. And they'd say, what is that? I said, well, it's Joe praying for us before we're going in. Half these guys, none of them are saved. A lot of them are boozers. They chase girls. I mean... God's no part of their lives at all. Most of them. Now, some of them were. And Kenny would say, he's praying in that funny language. He said, he'll be through in a minute. And so, so then pretty soon when I'd quit, I'd start binding. Because, see, my pastor said, Joe, you can bind those evil spirits. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. One of the first scriptures I ever learned. He said, you wrestle against flesh and blood. But you do. War against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. I'd start binding those. Now, there's a choice you can make today. If you know it's evil, it isn't the person you're battling. Okay? It's the spiritual climate. And you can tear it down. You can bind it. You can rebuke it. And let me tell you, it at some point will leave. Amen? You mean in your own family? Oh, yeah. There was a lot of that in our own families. How many know... A religious spirit is probably one of the worst you'll ever see. Amen. You know, I get tickled when somebody said, oh, yeah, I'm religious. And I said, well, I'm not religious at all. You know, I'm a child of the king, but I'm not religious. Amen. They don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, we got where we had pray and we started seeing changes. And the Lord said, Joe, when you make a choice for me, it'll actually become a witness of me. Because over a period of time... People will start seeing and wondering, why is this working like this? Why is this happening? Then it makes an opportunity for you to share with somebody. I remember time and time again where, you know, we'd go in and something would happen. And when we'd all get back to the coffee shop after we had all wrote our reports and stuff. And somebody would say, it shouldn't have went that way. And we'd just start sharing. There's where you can share your testimony. And I'd say, guys, the reason it went that way was because of that funny language I was praying on the radio. And they'd say, well, what's it mean? What's it all about? Then you have an open door to plant seeds. You're not going to have favor with all of them because some of them's going to hate it. How many know the world hates us Christians? It's only because they don't know what we are or they'd love us. But the world hates Christians. Amen. So Joyce and myself started making choices that we would live by God's word. And I remember the first time I came to work for Brother Jerry, I said, well, Brother Jerry, now I was only going to do the business part of it. That's all coming out of banking, coming out of the police work. 
just the banking and knew a lot of business. He said, so I said, Brother Jerry, what is our budget? And he just laughed. I said, oh, it's that, it's that bad? <laughs> you know, he said, oh, no, 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 it's not bad. He said, but we live by faith. Okay, I'm, I'm walking on the water again. I'm stepping out because in the bank I had a, so much money to work with every year. They told me what my budget was. And if I went over it, they just gave me more. But Brother Jerry said, well, I can't tell you because all I can tell you is we're going to be blessed. So then I got to study the word and see how do I activate my faith. So I made a choice that I live by faith now. How many know when you make a choice, you live by faith, you better get ready. Your faith will be challenged. Amen. Uh, probably one of the things that probably I remember the most is when we started walking in. Because I told you that my love walk wasn't real good being a police officer. And I'm starting in the word church now and they're teaching on love. And I thought, man, I wish I knew how to do that. I, I really, I, I think, Lord, I'm going to ask you to, you know, it says if you lack wisdom, ask God. And it says, you know, if you desire anything, just pray. And I said, Lord, I desire to walk in love. And he says, you're asking for a, a good thing. And then I could hear a little snicker. How many know God kind of laughs every once in a while? And I thought, well, that's good on the love part, but what was that snicker? You know, well, we go into our church, you know, and so the pastor sees that Joyce and I have an anointing on our lives. And so he asked us to do different things. And, and so one of the things he asked me to do was to do a little teaching and I don't know anything about teaching. I'm just taking what I read in the Word and using that, I mean, right then. And just saying, Lord, you know, use this. I got Here's the Scripture. Now tell me what to say. And there was one girl and lady that was the most unlovable person I believe that I've ever seen. And the Lord said, love her. I said, it's not possible, Lord. I said, Lord, that's an impossible. And he said, no, all things are possible through me. I said, okay, I'm doubting a little. How many know the truth set you free? I'm doubting a little, Lord. What do I do? And he said, just listen to me. So I remember I started trying to show love to her. She was unlovely. I'd be teaching. How many know when you first start teaching? Even now, sometimes you might use the wrong word. Amen. So uh, there was an old man in the church, and he had an abscess tooth, and I'm going to pray, and I call it an asphalt tooth, an asphalt tooth. This lady, she couldn't let it go. She laughed, and it just disrupted the whole service. And I thought, see, Lord, you can't love her. She is not lovable. Because, hey, has she been lovable, she would have just let it go, and I wouldn't have said a word. How many know you just go on? Amen. And so the Lord said, hey, just watch. Well, you know, the Lord gives you some illustration. I don't know if it's because of the backgrounds we come from, probably. And he said, you know, she's like a little chick, a little chicken, not chick, chick, but chicken. And said, she's pecking, trying to get out of that shell. And I said, well, I wish she'd get out pretty quick. Okay. Cause I'm, I, I've had about all I can take of this. Well, I'd meet her at the back door when she'd come in, go up there and grab her and say, I love you with the love of the Lord. Because, see, I'd heard the pastor say that. Don't tell them you love them. It's you love them with the love of the Lord. Amen. Now they'd take that as probably bad. But anyway, and so she got to where she stopped coming through the back door. She started coming through the side door. She didn't want me to, any part of me. 
And the Lord said, meet her at the side door. I finally did it so much, I could start seeing that little chick hitting that shell and coming out. Why? I made a choice. And I'm going to tell you, when you make a choice, you've got to have faith and patience with that. And with those, you will get what you're believing you made the choice for. And all of a sudden, I start seeing her in a different light. It's changing me. I'm seeing that I don't know the problems of this girl. I don't know what she's going through from day to day. But I know that I'm supposed to show her love, the love of God. So that's what I did. And finally, she come out of that shell. When she did, it affected her husband. And he came to church and got saved because of the change it had in her. On starting to show love, she started showing love. And I'll never forget when her husband walked through the door. The kids all come sit down. She come. And they, he came to the altar and we led him to the Lord. And it was, he said, it's because of my, the change that come upon my wife. And the Lord said, Joe, you have no idea what changes will do in you and in others. Because how many know we got plenty of changes in us? Amen. So I just want to give you a few things about change, okay? Deuteronomy 30, one of my favorite verses, 19 and 20. Says, I call heaven, God talking, and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life, death, blessings, and cursing. Therefore, choose life. What God's telling you is you have a choice. When we were singing that song while ago on move, God's saying, You can move. In other words, I can move. I can feel my feet moving over there. Because why? We're getting into the spirit realm. I could feel my part was to let them feet move. Now, you know. If I'd have said, Vic, dance, Vic would have had to make a choice. Amen? Either he can dance or he can't dance. But see, it took me to another part to where a mighty minister of the gospel in Canada that I really looked up to, he was so tall that when he got to dance and he looked like a giraffe. I don't know how many, I know a lot of you haven't been to Africa, but when a giraffe gets down to drink, they get down and their legs are all spread out. And when they start to get up, I mean, they're very awkward. This minister, when he would start to dance, he looked like a giraffe taken off. And I'll never forget it. Brother Jerry even said it. But he did not let them stop him. If we said, Bud, dance, I'm telling you, he turned it loose. See, it don't matter what it looks like to you. It matter what it looks like to God. Amen. That's why, listen, when we were singing that song, Move, if you're supposed to dance and you didn't, it's okay. You've got another choice to make at another time. Amen? It doesn't matter what it is you're making choices on. It's just knowing that you have the freedom to do it. In Montana one time, uh, I was asked to go up there and do a meeting. I hadn't been to Montana. I've been going now 35 years, but I hadn't been very much at all. And I had a church call and asked if we'd do a minister seminar. I didn't know any of the ministers other than one minister. I knew him. I didn't know any of the others. And so we came up there. And uh, when we got there, you know, I didn't, it, it was right into the service, didn't have a chance to meet any of the other ministers. So only the minister that brought me up and introduced me was the only one I knew. And so, uh, the first minister up, I wasn't the first one up, so I had to say it, but I still knew none of the other ones. And the minister that came up there, 
he was as dry and as dull as any. I've never sat through one like that, I don't think, at that time. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Lord, are we getting anything out of this? Now, I got to make a choice. What if I get up and walk out? Come on. People are watching. Okay. Plus, he's doing maybe his best. I don't know. I hope not. But it, but it could have been. It could have been. Come on, stay with me. And so at the end, you know, he says, well, you know, when I was growing up, I couldn't get dates to go to the prom. I thought, well, maybe that's why he preaches like he does. You know, but I didn't, you know, you're not saying anything. You know, you got to cast down imaginations that try to come up before they come out of your mouth. Okay. And so I'm, and he said, uh, but he said, so I danced with a tree. I thought, my gosh. I thought, what have I got myself into? Or Lord, what have you got me into? Because you told me to come. And so, you know, we're just sitting there and he's dancing with that tree. And he looks over at me and I thought, uh-uh, Lord, it ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. I'm telling you, Lord, it is not going to happen. Now, listen. We're talking about some funny, stupid type stuff. But when God's in the middle of it, there will be something come out of it. Amen. Amen. I didn't know what he was in, but here come with that tree. Now, it was a plastic tree like they'd have up on the stage. And I thought, oh, don't come to me. Please don't. Lord, let him pass me by. Lord, let him pass me by. Let him take it to anybody. Here he come. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm making a choice. I work for Jerry Savelle Ministries. Now, praise God, there wasn't no television at that time or at this particular time. They didn't do TV or live stream. And I said, I am not going to dance for that tree. I represent Brother Jerry. I mean, no, now, you know, I've made a choice. I hadn't asked God about the choice. How many know you can make a choice, but not ask God? It can sound good. It sounded good to me. Amen. It sounded real good to me because I don't want to look stupid dancing with that tree. I wanted to tell him I didn't have trouble getting dates going to prom, so I'm not dancing with no tree. Okay. But anyway, here he come. And, and the Lord said, you're going to quench the anointing. I said, Lord, you've got to be kidding there can't be any anointing in this. He said, you're going to, you're going to quench the anointing. I said, so you want me to dance with that tree? He said, yeah, that's not what I wanted to hear. How many know there's going to be a lot of times. Okay. Hey, this is years ago. Okay. These guys I've ministered with all over, even over in Africa with them now, but this was at that time. And so he brought me that tree. I didn't dance very long. Okay. I did a couple of two steps and then I give that tree to somebody else. I don't even know who I passed it to. And then I'm, I'm, I'm set back down on my seat. And all of a sudden, somebody's shoe come over me, hit the floor. Lord, this is getting pretty weird. Here again, don't know any of the ministers or anything. Didn't know who it was. 
Here come the other shoe. I mean, right like if this lady right here, the person behind him, the man in the blue shirt, if he threw the shoe over, okay, be right there. But now I got two shoes. Know what's going on? I said, Lord, it's getting pretty. I'm going to start binding some stuff. <laughs> he said, you're going to quench the anointing. I said, you're in this? You know, it's stuff we don't understand. You got to say, are you in this, Lord? And he said, Joe, don't quench the spirit. Well, then the seat next to me was empty. Here come a guy barefooted over that, got down on his back, stuck his legs in the air and started doing bicycles. One of the guest speakers. I said, this is one of the ministers. Okay. Don't know anything about any of these ministers. And I thought, I think I'm going to catch a plane out tomorrow. Okay. But see, God's saying, just let it go. Let it go. This guy got up and he said, I want to tell you why I did that. I thought, please do. You know, he said, uh, I'm an extinguished principal of a school. I'm very reserved. And I would never do nothing like that unless God told me. And God told me that if I do that, people get set free in this building tonight. And then it broke loose. The anointing God broke loose. We actually went another, I think, an hour and a half with people getting filled full of the Holy Spirit, people getting set free. See, you have no idea sometimes how God can work. Now, that hasn't ever happened to me again, praise God. I've not danced with a tree since. I'm real good friends with that principal or pastor. He has a good church. There's stuff that we've got to make a choice that we go with what God says. Amen. And then when he tells us to do it, we run with it. There's a scripture that says, don't reason in yourself. Once you've heard God, don't lean to your own understanding. Because your understanding will try to cheat you out of the choice you're getting ready to make. There's people in here right now making choices. There's people in here right now you're making some choices. And you don't really know how you're going to do it, but God does. The one thing I learned in choices is I don't have to know how it'll work. I just have to do my part and God will make it work. Bringing us out of debt before we came down here and having a surplus. Didn't know how to do it, but he did. And it happened. Amen. I've been going to that church that I'm talking about now for over 35 years. And we have Holy Ghost meetings every time we go. We never had another service like that particular service. All these guys came together. We started doing ministers conferences all up in Montana. Then we'd go fellowship with each other. Our kids raised up together. Look what I would have missed if I would have said, this is not of God and I'm getting out of here. You understand what I'm saying? How many know I'm no different than you are? There's things we don't know what to do in this things that's going on in the world, but God knows every one of them. But our choices are what's important. Amen. Let's go on. A little bit longer. Not going to keep you a long time. I had to make a choice to follow good and not evil. So I had to find out what's good, what's evil. What's God? What's the devil? Amen. All you got to do is study the word. I had to make a choice to walk in faith and not fear. That was probably one of the challenges because fear will try to arise, but you don't have to, you don't have to follow it. You can let your faith run the fear out. Faith comes in, fear goes out. Amen. And I mean, I can take you back to times in uh, Africa with Brother Jerry that where we, we would go in and 
I'd never been out of the country or probably maybe as far as California and the States and stuff. And then we go into a foreign nation, which I know nothing about, you know, Africa. And, you know, I'm hearing all this stuff. Now, you got here again, I'm going to take you back a while. Uh, and and it, it, set, it set my faith to know I can go anywhere God tells me to and not have to be concerned about him taking care of us. Same thing I'm telling you today. When Brother Jerry and us were over there first trip, uh, we, we took and went into the different villages, laid hands on people. First time I'd ever seen demon-possessed people in, the, in actual, the full-blown spiritual aspect and get them set free. And I'm real comfortable with Brother Jerry. I mean, I have no trouble when Brother Jerry's there because he's the man of faith and I'm assisting him. So if Brother Jerry said, pray in the Spirit, Joe, I pray in the Spirit. My faith level is real high on that, okay, because he's the man of faith. He's the preacher. And then one day we get up and we go out to get in the car. He said, you're going to a village and I'm going to a village. Oh, no, we're not, I said. Oh, no, I'm going with you. I said, I'm not going to no village by myself. And he said, no, Joe, God told me you're supposed to. What are you supposed to say? I mean, what do you say to Brother Jerry? He says, God told me. Well, I know God, I know Brother Jerry hears God, so I did it, okay? So we get out there, you know, to the deal. It's pouring down rain, but there's a multitude of people in these fields. I'm just a multitude. And finally, the rain quits, and they put us under a little, uh, in Oklahoma, we call them brush harbors. It's where the Indians built these uh, thatch roofs, and you get under them, and you preached, and so we're under one of those, you know, and, and I don't know anything about, but I have a message, and it's to get people set free, and hey, if a demon comes up, I've been watching Brother Jerry, and I know to pray in the Spirit, and just do what God says. And so, you know, I'm still kind of concerned, because I haven't done this, you know, and fear's trying to come in, and, and I'm looking at the crowd and everything, you know, and right before we left, there was an epidemic going around called AIDS. If you got AIDS, you died. Come on. Not you might have this virus and live. Back then, is we they didn't know what caused it. You heard all this stuff they thought caused it, but they didn't know. And if you had it, you died. And it was in Africa. It was in the United States too, but it was in Africa. And so, you know, those... Now, how many know the devil uses fear... To get you not to make a choice. I'm getting ready to preach to people to get set free. I've made a choice. But now fear's coming in. Okay? And so the guy said, now we're going to take communion. And I thought, oh, praise God. Communion always brings us a spirit. You know, it always boosts you up and builds you up. And I said, hallelujah. And, and so, you know, I'm looking for the elements. You guys know what the elements are? The little crackers and the little juice nobody's drunk out of. I don't see the elements. Where's the elements? And then over here in the corner, it rained, I told you. I see a young man with a soup can. He dips that soup can in that muddy water or water from the rain. And then I see him pull out this little packet and he's putting this in it. And then he mixes it all together. And I thought, quite like, you know, we drop that little powder in our bottles, you know, if we want an orange drink or something like that in a water bottle. 
watching him, you know, but I'm not thinking. I'm still looking for the elements. Where's the elements, Lord? Lord said, is that cup? I said, oh, no, it's not. It is not that cup. He said, that's the cup. It's going to start at that end. There was a, quite a few people in the line. And it's going to come up. And then you're going to take a drink. I said, oh, no, I'm not. How many know you can argue with God and nobody hears you? And you know that? You're arguing, but nobody hears you, okay? And uh, he said, yeah. He said, that's, that's my cup. And, I, and so I'm looking down through there. Now, what did I say the epidemic was? AIDS. I knew something about it because, you know, it was all over the news. It showed what it did. And, I mean, it looked like people that were skin and bones. And, oh, my gosh. I see three men down there. I don't know what, I don't know if they've got AIDS, but it sure looks like it to me. Now, what's coming in? I made a choice. Fear's coming. But I got to get rid of that. Oh, no. They come by, one of them takes a big old drink, and I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, now, you're getting some, you're, you're getting some ideas off this, too, because you can, when you take a drink, sometimes it dribbles back in. Okay, in the cup or the, okay, get, get, in the, get in the drift. This is not the kind of drifts I want, though. I want faith. So I started praying in the Spirit, and I said, Lord, I've got to have a scripture. How many know when you're having trouble, you've got to have a scripture? God would have scripture. Oh, I got one. If this cup can pass, Jesus, you said that. <laughs> come on, come on. Jesus, you said this. If this cup can pass. Oh, no, the rest of it says, no, not my will, but yours be done. <laughs> so here I am. I still need a scripture. And he said, you use the scripture all time. It's in the great commission. If I drink any deadly thing, it will not harm my body. I got a scripture. It come by, I took a drink. Now I could pray for those men with faith. Amen. And believe God. Doesn't matter what was in that cup. Well, you should have seen the bread. I'm not even going to talk about the bread. What am I saying? You're going to have the same thing when you make a choice. It might not be. Now, it sounds funny, this stuff now. It wasn't funny back then. When I was making those choices, Joyce was making those choices, we, we had to make a choice that we wouldn't talk to our family about the gospel because it always caused a big fight on Sunday afternoon. Now, how many know we want to tell them about the true gospel because some of them are in the era. But the Lord said, no, you just love them and they'll watch you and they'll see the change in you. See, you don't know all of it. That has to do with the choice. So we started making those changes. And one by one. I made them. Whether I went to Africa. Whether I was in the United States. I learned how to say. You know. If the Lord said don't go here. I didn't go there. Didn't know why. But uh, I learned that you have to trust in him. That we're in his hands. You are all in his hands today. By live stream. He has you. He's working hard. Even though you don't see it. That's what I love about the song Waymaker. And move. Those are, I'm telling you, if you have trouble with your mind, if you have trouble with your choices, get up and put some good gospel music on. And get in that atmosphere that Cassie and the band got us in. They got us in an atmosphere that you can make your quality decisions. 
You know, I went to a church one time up in Ohio. <clears throat> they were in between pastors and they were going to have, they needed a revival. So we went up to do them one. And I didn't know anything about the church. But when we went in, the, the guy asked me, said, would you come in since you've been a banker and your brother Jerry's a business person, come in and win our board meetings. And I said, oh, I'd be happy to. And he said, all I want you to do is just sit there. And if you hear anything we're doing wrong with the church, you know, the, the, the finances and this and that, just kind of share with us what you guys do. And so uh, I said, okay, that sounds good. So I'm in there. Well, we walk in and all these business people came in and church people. And, and uh, the first thing I noticed is they were going to try to do kingdom business, but they all had the weights of the, of the day on them, the weights of the world. You know, it says shake them off. Amen. And so we got ready to start the business. And I raised my hand. And I said, you know, could we pray a little bit and pray in the spirit and get rid of all the cares of the day? And they all looked like they, they weren't opposed to it, but they just had never thought about it. And I said, well, you know, if we're going to make kingdom decisions, we have to get in the spirit. I hear my dog barking. It's my Doberman. It's telling me your time's up. Amen. I'll tell you this last round three. All right. How I many you know Doberman doesn't mean anything? It's like, a, you know, we always say we close the second time. And so uh, I said, you got to get into to the kingdom, you know, atmosphere to make kingdom. So we did. And then there was some more things came up and. They were very heavily in debt. And so I said, so where do you plant your seed? And they said, well, we don't plant seed anywhere. And I said, you mean you don't tithe to anybody? The church doesn't? No. And I said, well, we tithe 10% on everything that comes in, a lot of times even more. And they said, well, we couldn't do that. And I said, well, you've got to. And so I shared things like that. All I did was make choices of what God said to do. Within a year, that church had paid itself out. Okay, was out of debt. They had a mighty revival in there, and I don't have time to go into what happened in the revival. But what I'm saying is the choices you make today, they will affect your tomorrow. Make sure that you talk about the choice with God. Amen. With your wife, me and Joyce get ready to make a quality choice. We make it together, then we make sure it's backed up by the Word. I want to pray for you real quick. Father, I've shared what you told me to share. And I know there's choices to be made right in here and actually on the screen, live screen, a lot of choices out there. I pray that right now the seeds we have sowed, that they grab hold of them and they'll be doers of the word and not hearers only. And they will get the right choices for every circumstances they have, spirit, soul, and body. And we give you all the glory, Lord. And we all say, I receive it and amen.